Anyway, everyone, this has been the Eating Shit and Eating Shots, the Ballad of Darla's Dad podcast. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks for listening. Julia texted me, what do you want from Burger King? <laughs> that was that made my Whoa. night. That made my that was the best moment of my night. But now this is gonna be because welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast, episode one of season five. Um, I guess I'm hosting. <laughs> I guess so. Draft Kings is here. Not really, but in spirit. Um, we also got Bruins diehards in spirit from beyond the grave, it seems like, every day. Pride diehards alive and well. I'm looking forward to doing some pride content, off-season content, in, uh, in alliance with the Bruins content, and some more beer content, maybe. But today, we are here with Cam Hasbrook, Kat Silverman, Chris Gear, Sean Rajat. He scored. Uh, and I'm Drew Johnson. Um, we got, we'll get into beers in a second, but we'll just review, reveal, and you've probably seen the title, which player we're talking about today in our series of player reviews. But available high in the zone. Farmer scores! Two zero. There we go. A nice quick one. But, anyway, how are you guys feeling about season five? It feels like just earlier today, it was season four. Like, um, like minutes. <laughs> so, uh, how, how are y'all feeling? What are you? What are you? What are you packing? What are you packing this this season? Got this really fancy uh, palm antioxidant super tea, uh, pomegranate, peach, passion white tea. Uh, we're going for a really like aggressive run after this podcast, so. Not trying to drink anything with carbonation. Um, drinkability, 30. Tasteability, 35. It's pretty good. Hell yeah. I got uh, <clears throat> some lime seltzer from Hannaford because I had a soccer game at 10 p.m. tonight. Somebody decided that was going to be a good idea to start a soccer game. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Drinkability, 37. Been crushing these all day already. Tasteability, it's seltzer, like a two, but, you know, it's pleasant. You don't taste that much seltzer. It's kind of a vibe, you know, much like the Stanley Cup playoffs. I can go. Uh, so I was on the hunt for something new. Um, I saw this dogfish head. Uh, craft cocktail so trying the vodka crush blood orange and mango we're gonna see how this is i do love a good blood orange that's actually very good um drinkability pretty up there um go to 29 maybe a little bit too sugary but um tasteability 
go to nice 30 Tim Thomas. Same kind of deal. Very sweet, easily crushable. It's a good drink. Hell yeah. Joseph? Um, season four. Like it, it feels like minutes ago, I was drinking a Down East. Now I have a tall can. You can Ooh. see it is taller than the empty can wow. of Citizen Cider Unified Press Traditional Semi Dry Cider. 5.2% weighs in at. Ooh, that was a crisp can opening. I must say, I don't know if it really registered as well over the microphone. That was, that was crisp. Um, I've had uh, quite a few of these in my day. Um, it leans a little towards the drier side on their scale, which I like that Citizen Cider does. And other cider the breweries, craft places do this. Um, but yeah, it's kind of in the middle. And you can definitely taste it that is on the drier side. Like it just isn't overwhelming with sugar, um, which is really nice. It's it's almost like if you get your usual order at Dunks or Starbucks or whatever, your coffee with like a certain amount of sugar or a certain amount of pumps of that. And you just take one out. You're like, nah, instead of three sugars, I'm going to do two sugars. That That's kind of the vibe it gives off. Drinkability, I'll go, as far as ciders go, 34. Tasteability, we'll ring it in at about a 21. I uh, I really hope they put that on the can. That whole like, monologue. How would you describe this thing? Hold on, guys. It, it, it's this. right after, so it goes, government warning, all of that. And then according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages when they are pregnant. So, uh, But that's, of course, first medical description. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone else have anything else to say before we dive into Darla's dad, <laughs> aka Derek Forbert, or Daryl Forsbrand, or Forbes the Brand, or Forbes Magazine, as I called him today randomly. Scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, honestly, scoreboard, I think our names really, like, show the, like, First How do I say it? the jack of all trades that Forbort has been like the shade, the different shades, the fifty shades of gray. <laughs> oh, no. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take this away from Drew before all right, we get um, Forbort, yeah. Who who wants to kick us off with uh with the review? Where do we want to start for for his performance this season? Because he did he did he was quite useful. I must say he was. He requested was, him, so let's. Uh, let's yeah. See. Yeah. Oh boy, I have a lot of uh, opinions on this one, but uh, the easiest way to say this is Forbert is a meme, and I think we could see that from our nicknames from him, Darla's dad, whatever else you want to call him. So, you know, th there's some redeeming qualities there, but looking at him stat-wise, him in the regular season versus him in the postseason is two completely different stories. Um, and Judging by his contract, I just don't think that this team needs to continue paying him that going forward. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Judging by, as I said, his stats, like looking at the regular season, I pulled a few things here. Because um, everyone knows him as the guy that block shots, kills penalties, big guy, he hits, all that kind of stuff. During the regular season, pretty good. He was second in block shots per game, fifth in hits per game. Penalty minutes, he was pretty low, 14th on the roster per game. Then the playoffs, a little bit of a different story. Um, penalty minutes, second 
to Tyler Bertuzzi, which not too surprising considering it's Bertuzzi. He was, um, he was signed to take penalties, I'm pretty sure, yes. specifically. <laughs> that was his role. So Orbert being there as like the stay-at-home defenseman taking the second most penalties seems pretty bad. Um, points, 17th on the roster of available players in the playoffs. Not great. Block shots, and here's an interesting one. He was third in block shots in the playoffs. However, and this was the big comparison of like, well, who should be in it over him? Third in block shots, but when comparing shots per game, block shots per game, Grizzly had higher block shots per game than he did in the playoffs, and Grizz only played four games. So, with all that being said, I think in the regular season, he kind of showed what everybody thought he was, like that big dude that block shots, eats pucks, whatever you want to say, penalty kill and all that. In the playoffs, he was not that. He was a liability. And I think, honestly, you can see that with just the amount of goals he was on the ice for. Really did not do any of the things that he was, you know, kind of credited for during the regular season in the playoffs. And someone like Grizz would obviously be a much better option moving the puck, even even blocking shots, as I said. The thing that he's kind of branded for, or Thor's branded for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, with all that being said, yeah, no, I want him off this roster. I am, I'm done with it. Uh, whatever you have to do, whether it's buying him out, finding someone like Chicago, which I know, you know, talk about Mike Riley sending him there as well, just to hit the cap floor. Whatever you can get for him, get rid of him. <laughs> I don't want him on the team anymore. He's a liability, and you can find better players, even internally. Um, that could do a lot more, you know, even Zaboral. I'd rather have him playing uh, with what he showed preseason and even the minimal he played this season. But yeah, I, you could say I'm a hater, not of Darla, though. Darla. Before dissenting opinions jump in, I'm going to. That's my favorite review of a player, I think, of all time. <laughs> the series has to be shut down after this. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. Made it so this is actually episode. Yeah. This is episode twenty of season five. <laughs> not not to not to pile on, but here here I'm gonna do some piling on. Uh, you, you were talking, Sean, about the postseason being a different player. The postseason, but I I think another thing that's illustrative of what Forbert maybe doesn't give you um, is looking at the Bruins regular season with and without him and. I think a lot of people had, you know, seen this perfect machine working with him in the lineup and said, okay, this is, this is the right guy for the job. The Bruins penalty kill is absolutely humming. Uh, And then he got hurt Uh, and he was out for what, like a month and a half. Um, And in that time he was out, what do you know? The Bruins kept going. They were great without (laughs) their penalty kill. Absolutely killing it. Uh, the guy that we talked about in the previous episode, Tomasz Nosek, uh, brilliant penalty killer. Um, you can survive without a guy who does one thing. Uh, and, you know, not to like do my bit too much, but uh, I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with the Bruins sticking with forward over Mike Riley because it's kind of like a, all right, we want to, make sure we have a different type of player in the lineup. And if they're, you know, similar enough 
in terms of like what they give you net value fine um i still think mike riley's a better player than Derek forward uh i think the problem there is that matt grizzlick is too much of a similar player to mike riley that you know maybe you don't want that up and down the lineup uh on the left side um personally i want both of them out of town not so much because i think mike riley is not a good fit for the bruins but just because i don't want that three million dollar contract uh preventing the Bruins from signing actually meaningful players. Um, and that goes doubly for Derek Forbert. Uh, I don't know how you get rid of those contracts. Bruins don't have a lot of picks to attach to them for teams trying to get to the cap floor. Um, and most other teams uh, going to need to send salary back. So I uh, wish I'd done the research and figured out how much the buyout would have cost them, but it's only one season. I think if you buy them out, at three million, I think that hit goes on the cap for another three years. Um, so I don't know whether it's worth it, but you know, if it's between uh, Derek Forbert making three million dollars on the Bruins and not being able to bring back a guy like Patrice Bergeron, uh, if he potentially wants to come back, or not being able to give Jeremy Swayman the money he wants, or not being able to you know, give a decent contract to Trent Frederick, then, you know, I'm always going to side with, you know, the actually meaningful players. New customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets. Expires seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus legal required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. No, terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Oh, that was a lot. Enjoy the show. Yeah. I think um, in terms of, of grades, oh, Cam, did you have, as you were on mute, so, but then I realized you were, you were, oh, no, I was just like, <clears throat> no, I was, I said, you're vibing. I said, what a, what a concept to Chris, as I realized I was muted. <laughs> right, well, I think in terms of, in terms of giving well, our four people are uh, <laughs> a rating, um a grade a letter grade for this season regular season i'm gonna go with like an a minus i think just compared to what i was expecting out of him 
he really like outperformed that. Um, really just thinking he'd be this depth defenseman, like six line guy, but like it very easily could be taken over by um, just another defenseman excelling or like a younger guy coming in, a trade, whatever. But he really like, you know, you're looking at the trade deadline and the additions the Bruins made. Yeah, you have Orlov there, but really it wasn't like too bad on the defensive side like they did that big upgrade with orlov but like forward i felt was like okay there like they didn't need to get that depth guy they kind of needed to get that bigger guy um and and he'd be there in solid playoffs i'm gonna say a c he played as i expected him at the reg at the beginning of the regular season as that guy that i kind of just explained was my expectation um (laughs) either way I don't really think, you know, moving forward with him is is the best idea. I think that role on that sixth pair is just kind of a revolving door. Sixth That's why the sixth <laughs> pair is the sixth D, the third pair, excuse me. Um, like that's kind of revolving. They have one yeah. first line. They have the they have the erection line, and everyone else plays defense. Um, no, but I think you know that that third pair is a revolving door where you want to have guys that are gonna not hit your cap too bad, or in tandem with that, the younger guys you're trying to test out, um, Zaboro, Lazam you know all that vacaninen i know we're diving into history here but like um you know that's where you want that spot open to test out your guys too so if if they're paying like that much for them i i really don't like it and especially in the cap situation they're in they need to trim the fat and forward is part of the fat despite having a stellar regular season um for what i expected i'll just say like maybe B minus for the regular season. I don't think I was ever like, wow, look at Derek Forbert, which is kind of what I need for an A, but <laughs> that's I, true. I, that's kind of what it sounded so, like with my A minus B plus. I mean, like, I, like there's, I get there's two, like, I, did he look better in the regular season than I expected him to? Yeah. But like, that was cause I expected him to kind of be dog shit. So like, just cause he was like not dog <laughs> shit is not quite enough for me to be like, Hey, I think B minus might be a little generous, but, um, it's, it becomes especially questionable when you start bringing in monetary value. And like, again, I, I do have a little bit of an issue with paying a six defenseman, $3 million, especially with uh, the Bruins were at a situation this year where they were fortunate enough that they could do that because they had guys like Patrice Bergeron playing for next to no money. Once the like gifts like that stop happening, which could be now, you have a lot more questions about, okay, why are we paying Derek Forward $3 million a year? Obviously, why are we paying Mike Riley $3 million to play in Providence? Like, those are going to be questions that are actually problematic for the Bruins potentially at this point. So, um, but for the sake of, of not letting that cloud my judgment too much on, on last season performance, I'll give him a B minus the regular season. Yeah, probably somewhere close to a C, C minus for the playoffs. Maybe a D. I, like Sean said, you hire you. This is the guy that's supposed to be the the shop blocking stay at home defenseman guy. Personally, I don't think that teams need that anymore. I don't think the NHL is at a place where you have to be investing in big bodied stay at home guys. Like you want to have some physicality, but like Charlie McAvoy is a very physical player. I would say a 
fairly physical player at least. Like you still can have that presence with guys who bring more than always oh, good at getting hit by the puck. Like that's what we have the goalie for. He's he's a lot better at it. So uh, you know, I, I from a, a roster building perspective, I would like to see the Bruins kind of grow away from that. I know that's gonna cause some absolute fist fights in small towns throughout Massachusetts where they're convinced that the only way to win a Stanley Cup is to collect several murder charges along the way. Um, evade, evade several evade. murder charges. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it's tough. I would like, you, I don't know. I just, to, to see, like, like Sean said, that's allegedly the guy that you're like, all right, like as long as he's like not terrible in the regular season, the, the narrative for him is he's the guy you want for the playoffs. But then you got to the playoffs and he kind of shit the bed. It's like, all right, well, like, what is he here for then? Like, we're not, you don't need Derek forward to eat shots during the regular season. Like it's okay. He can, I mean, they're going to be fine. If he's not blocking five shots a game, you want that. Ideally, if there's any time to make that argument, it's, it's in the playoffs and he didn't bring it. I mean, granted they played seven games, but you know, that's, that's part of the reason they played seven games. So um, seems like a nice guy. Wish him the best. I hope it's probably not in Boston, but like Chris said, I'm not sure how many options they will have, especially with only one year on the contract. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Bergeron and Krejci. But uh, assuming the Bruins can't put together some kind of miracle roster build like we saw with course of this year and their odds of winning a Stanley Cup are lesser than they are, I'm not sure if the Bruins management is going to be overly eager to make a crazy move to get them out of there if they can just wait them out for one more year and then reset. So um we'll see i guess it probably depends maybe on on how a couple other players shake out but yeah anyone anyone else got some four board take i can do letter grades real quick yeah everyone everyone i need letter (laughs) grades from everybody we got mine and cam so far that's what we got yeah so i mean i think i could do i'll be generous i'll give them a b a solid b for the regular season for Um, bruins yeah, B for Bruins. You know, they have a spoke one on the front. <laughs> Everyone gets a B, <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> but I think, as Cam said, like you kind of expected him to be hot garbage. So the fact that he wasn't and was blocking shots and hitting people and all that during the regular season, uh, he did good. He did good. And I think that's where, you know, that kind of love for him kind of grew over the course of the regular season and Darla's dad and whatever else you want to throw in there. But yeah, no playoffs. Um, I'm going to be really harsh on him. I'm going to give him an F because everything that you have him in the lineup to do, he did not do to the point where it was detrimental to the team. He's not blocking shots. He's taking a ton of penalties. He's not throwing hits. He's, on the ice for like a majority of big goals scored, not even just total goals against, but in key moments, you have him, you know, on the ice, just kind of standing there like a pylon. It, all of that combined in the playoffs, it was just a disaster. And quite literally any other defenseman on their roster or in Providence, even probably could have done a better job than he did. So complete failure top to bottom for what he, he kind of performed in the playoffs yeah, I was. I'm. I'm a hater for, <laughs> like I said before, for all that kind of transcended throughout that series. So, whatever you have to do, whether it be buyout or trade, 
get him off the roster, get that cap hit as reduced as you can from this roster roster. Cause as said before, like you're going to have maybe someone like Patrice Berger on the sign, a little extra money towards Swayman, maybe even a little extra money for like, someone like Bertuzzi. We'll see. They need that money. So three millions kind of just Give sitting the money. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> get rid of as much of his contract as you can without actually having him on the ice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere between like a C plus and a B minus. Uh, like if you had asked me before the season, what are you expecting? Like give a letter grade of what you expect from forward. I would have said probably like a C minus or a D plus. So like, that's good for him. <laughs> what, uh, does cat have a grade? Throw in your grade. That is a strong head shake. I, I asked beforehand if she had any Derek forward takes, and she had a uh, strong n- no. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing to summarize, um, well, I, I guess anything else, we got to shout out Sean's, Sean's stuff. Oh, we do. Oh, boy. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. Social media. You do some You do some design stuff, too. You where can we, where can we find it, Sean? Tell everyone your address. Yeah, right so uh, <laughs> take the address. I need uh, at Sean underscore Rajat. Um, that's my main account. Uh, and then design stuff. Honestly, I post more on Instagram than Twitter. But uh, Rajat Designs, my last name, R-A-J-O-T-T-E, Designs. So you could find, like, jerseys and stuff that I do sometimes. Um, even, like, the Bruce and Bruce uh jersey that i did a while ago that took us like a month to eventually or more to to, to post yeah, probably but <laughs> we were trying to time it right and then we kept missing the timing i think and we were like you posted like game six or something yeah between we should have done it like when you gave it to us but we <laughs> the right moment quote yeah, unquote, in the worst. Like, oh this is sick we gotta save this for like <laughs> and then one day i texted drew i was like hey drew did you ever like tweet out those <laughs> he's like no i was surprised as you were it was posted i was like oh yeah i remember that <laughs> Well, it was too good. It was too good for us. We knew right off the bat. We were busy being on our account. <laughs> thank you, Sean. And we'll have to we'll have to tweet out those again, maybe with this episode as well, because uh, that's uh, some amazing. We were all wowed by that, um, and it thank went you. out too too quietly and slowly. So we got to amplify that. Uh, oh, yeah. We need yeah. the content. We do. Yeah. He has a, a wild hair for like doing anything for us. Uh, the like roughly put together spoked beer that i did a couple of years ago uh it could use some updating <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> I, uh, but anyway everyone this has been the eating shit and eating shots the ballad of darla's dad podcast um <laughs> okay <laughs> thanks for listening